Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Melissa Mason. Back in the studio together. Mel was out at a fancy poetry event last night. <laughs> I was watching zombie movies. We've had very, very different nights, I feel. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I was watching zombie movies, to be honest. In fact, all the time I wish I'm watching zombie movies. We're exactly. just talking about The Walking Dead, which is also one of my favourite shows. <gasps> is it really? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, just we have to talk about this. No one else I know watches it. I've been watching it on a loop for the point that my colleagues and my friends want me to stop talking about it. I know. And then it's a show that when you get into it, like all you want to talk it's about all you can is a dictatorship. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And it's about to end the new season. Okay, this is an Walking Dead recap podcast, but it's we will do one not. now that I know this information about yes. you. Wow. Our friendship just went up to another level. I'm so excited. <laughs> In less exciting news, no, it's just as exciting as that revelation. <laughs> Everyone is talking about Olivia Wilde today. She mm-hmm. was on stage for one of the biggest moments of her career when a mystery envelope was handed to her. We now know what was in the envelope. It's all very dramatic, and we are going to unpack that at the end of the show. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. We've finally got our first look of Margot Robbie as Barbie in the upcoming live-action film. Unlike my Barbies, who all got questionable haircuts with the kitchen scissors, <laughs> Margot Robbie is picture perfect. She's all blow-dried hair, cute pin-up style, and she's driving her shiny pink convertible. It's just gorgeous. And if you're a fan of Greta Gerwig's recent work, like 2020's Little Women, for example, you are probably going to love this film because she co-wrote the script with her partner Noah Baumbach, and she's directing as well. So the Barbie film actually went through plenty of turmoil to get to this point because Amy Schumer was originally signed on to put on Barbie's pink pumps only to drop out due to, quote, scheduling conflicts. But then she later admitted to The Hollywood Reporter, quote, they definitely didn't want to do it the way I wanted to do it. The only way I was interested in doing it. While Amy would have made an excellent Barbie, in my opinion, the current lineup of actors sounds pretty damn great. We've got America Ferreira, Simu Liu, who recently played Marvel's Shong Chai, Sex Education's Emma Mackey, which is wild because she's literally Margot Robbie's twin, SNL's Kate McKinnon, Will Ferrell, Michael Serra, and Insecure's Issa Rae are all on board. That is a stellar lineup, and we also have the most perfect Ken casting in existence, Ryan Chiseljaw Gosling. The Barbie live-action film hits cinemas July 2023. Kim Kardashian is under fire once again for alleged Photoshop fails, except this time she's leaned into the drama and addressed some other controversial photos too. Fans accused Kim of editing out her belly button in a recent promo post for Skims, and while Kim denies the supposed Photoshop fail, she did admit to one other. 
Yep, Kim has backed up Chloe's recent comments on that Disneyland picture, which saw Kim's daughter Chicago posing with Chloe's daughter True, except True looked very much like a head stuck on another body. Turns out it was. The body belonged to Kylie Jenner's little girl Stormy. Now, Kim's given more background on the chaotic photo, explaining that Kylie didn't really want the photo posted, but Kim wanted another pink photo for what she calls her Instagram grid aesthetic, which is currently all blue and pink. So the solution? Cut Drew's head off another photo and paste it over the top of Stormy's. <laughs> A little colour added on Stormy's orange pants and we're in business. So <laughs> this was so funny to me. I actually just loved how honest... <laughs> She was about this. Yeah, she was really passionate about it. So this was all unfolding on Instagram. And you can see that something had triggered something in her because yes. she gets accused of Photoshop all the time and her pitches are called out and there's so many controversies. And Kim Kardashian doesn't normally address it all. But I think this time because they were questioning her body, which she's mm-hmm. like most proud of and her brand, that she kind of got a bee in her bonnet and wanted to prove that the photo wasn't Photoshopped. I do think it was definitely Photoshopped in a way. Like you can see yeah. it had been tweaked and maybe her body had been elongated a bit, but I don't think she had erased her belly button. No, I think sometimes high-waisted pants just do that. Like yeah. I've definitely had photos where I've got like high-waisted jeans on and I've been like, wow, that looks really odd. It looks like I don't have a belly button, but it's like the proportions just look a bit whack because yeah, there's exactly. a bit of skin, but then it's not. Yeah. Also, Kim knows her angles so well. So I think, you know, there's definite angle play going on. Oh yeah. She can photo. pose in a way that she, I feel like she could just will her belly button not to exist if she <laughs> wanted to, like she's got that much control over her body. <laughs> But that stormy true picture, it was weird because she was getting wildly passionate about it. I guess with the time difference, it was early in the morning. Otherwise, it definitely had the energy of someone who was having a few late night drinks and all (laughs) of a sudden just got super confessional and put something on their public account they probably meant to put on close friends. Yeah. Because she just kept saying, guys, this is my aesthetic. And you know that my aesthetic is the most important thing in the world (laughs) to me. And my greed is only pink and blue. And then she was almost like a teenager saying like, look how good it looks. And I was like, oh, this girl just needs some validation. Yes, Kim, it does look good. It does, Kimmy. It looks great. But then to go through the <laughs> mechanics of like, I really wanted this photo because Chicago was wearing pink. And then she kind of threw Kylie under the bus because she was like, I wasn't going to let Kylie's attitude towards this ruin my grid. Yeah. And so she literally just chopped one niece's head off and put it on the body <laughs> of another niece and had like a Frankenstein photo on there. You can so imagine the convos. I bet she didn't even tell Chloe. She's just like put it up and Chloe's like, what the hell is this? Yeah, like my daughter wasn't there. And that's, I think she said even like my daughter hasn't even been to Disneyland. So it's weird that her first picture of Disneyland is like a cut up image yeah. on my sister's grid just because she wanted the pink on there. Yes. It's wild. But also like big sister energy to just like do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just I would like, do that to my it. sister too. I'd oh, like... 100% I would. My sisters always tell me not to post stuff on Instagram. I was like, yeah. this is really killing my vibe. You're like, sorry, it's happening anyway. But yeah, she also talked about the Pete Davidson photo, which is the one at dinner and she's in that like silver sort of robot dress yes. thing. It's a very hot photo. And everyone was like, you've chiseled Pete's jaw and yeah. like slimmed his nose down. And then she posted this video that you loved. I know, weirdly, <laughs> I don't know. And obviously I shouldn't have been looking at this stuff just before I went to bed. But she like made a cliffhanger. She's like, if you guys think this Photoshop story is bad, wait till you see this one. And then 20 minutes pass. And I was yeah. like, well, Kim, it's midnight. I need to go to sleep. Please, <laughs> for the love of God, post this photo so I can rest. And then she put up the Pete Davidson one because that was their big couple yeah. photo that they put put up after the premiere Mm -hmm. of the Kardashians. And a lot of people, like you're saying, had thought that she had like chiseled his jaw and reshaped his face and like smoothed his nose out. And then there was this whole like Save Pete campaign, like Kim Kardashian doesn't think that he's good enough to be in her photos 
But previously she'd only photoshopped the carpet out before. Remember their first couple photos came yes. out and then the actual photo came out and the one she posted and because the carpet had a pattern, she'd erased it because it didn't fit her aesthetic. Yep. But then she posted the live photo so you can see the movement and she'd actually made the photo look shitter. Like yeah. she <laughs> she put a grainy filter over it, yeah. I guess, to make it feel more gritty. Oh, it was very much like I've taken this mysterious. on my 90s Kodak camera. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. where it was very sharp so you can see that she hasn't actually edited his face. But because this is so creepy, because it's a live photo, there's like that movement mm. to it so you can see him leaning in, you can see them kissing. And then a lot of people were cutting that movement and making it like a little video that was playing on Instagram. Instagram and like everyone was just watching on a loop. It's yeah. mesmerizing. It was mesmerizing. I have to hand that. And especially if you were watching it like one in the morning. I know. When I say everyone was watching it, it was me. <laughs> Through like one like, eye with like the other eyes closed on the pillow. And I was just like, <laughs> what is it about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson that is like weirdly like I so believe they're a couple. Oh no, no. Oh, I disagree what? with you, Laurie. Yeah, this is this is gonna have to be a whole other <laughs> no, episode. <laughs> but the kissing photo at dinner, they've nah. taken it too far. And him fighting Kanye publicly. Yeah, we will talk about this another time. (laughs) This is another (laughs) episode that will be coming to the spill, most likely. So if you want to have a look at the photoshopped pictures that Kim put on her Instagram, so we're not calling her out anything, we'll drop them in our Facebook group and you can tell us what you think. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Okay, so now on to the daily celeb drama that everyone is talking about. So Olivia Wilde was on stage doing a presentation last night about her upcoming film, Don't Worry Darling, at CinemaCon. And according to staff from outlets like Deadline who were in the room or had reporters in the room, while she was talking about her film and hyping it up and about to show the trailer, an unidentified person from the crowd approached her from where they were sitting in the front row and slid a manila envelope across the stage towards her. Mm. And she was quite surprised from the people who were in the room. But she leant down, picked it up, opened it, and it was marked personal and confidential. And so Olivia took it and because she was mic'd up, you could hear her saying, is this for me? She opened it and according to accounts, looked very surprised and then kept going with her conversation. So at the time, and again, I was on Twitter late last night, unfortunately, <laughs> this is why I don't sleep. And I was going through because I knew that they were going to show a lot of big trailers at CinemaCon and I was wondering if yeah. they would actually show the full trailer for Don't Worry Darling which they did, but they didn't release it to us peasants. Upsetting. But I saw a lot of people like Chris Lee, who's the senior reporter for Vulture, actually tweeting in real time what had happened. And at first everyone was really confused and they thought maybe because at CinemaCon, which is a huge event where everyone from the movie industry gets together, it's run by the National Association of Theatre Owners, and it's a place where studios can promote their upcoming films, hold screenings, and where actors and producers can get up on stage and basically sell their films to these theatres with the hope that they'll get a big theatre run, which obviously will get more people watching their movies. So apparently Olivia thought at first, well, everyone in the room thought that it was an unsolicited script that someone was trying to get to her, which would not be the way to do it. But it's come out not verified by Olivia or her team, but according to Deadline because they had so many people in the room, it's come out that it was actually custody papers, like Mm. a legal serving from her ex-partner and the father of her children, Jason Sudeikis, which I think we can all agree if that's true, 
is a terrible Gross. thing to do. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, firstly, obviously, it's a big moment for Olivia. Like, it's high stakes as well. Like, it's not just a big moment because it's her film and, you know, it's her baby. She's like been creating this. She's releasing, you know, the trailer and really kind of all of that stuff's happening at the same time. It's also a time for her, yeah, to like really sell this film. Yeah, exactly. You know, which obviously is selling itself because, like, uh-huh, Harry Styles. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, like, that's a very important career moment even just from those high stakes perspectives, let alone what it means for her personally, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there was a lot of pressure on her in particular. I mean, I know everyone who's there is trying to sell a film and that's a huge deal and something they probably worked on for 10 years. But for Olivia Wilde in particular, when she made that move over from actress to director mm. with her first film, Book Smart, which was very critically acclaimed, but like notoriously did very badly at yeah. the box office, like to the point where at the time she was tweeting, my movie's tanking, can everyone please go and see it? Otherwise I, I go won't see get... it it's the best movie yeah exactly and it's so unheard of for a director to almost be like begging their fans on instagram and twitter to please go and see their movie and so even though she got the critical acclaim it wasn't a box office success so a lot of people were now looking at don't worry darling as her chance to really prove herself Mm. as a director and like you said there's already so much interest in the film so it's not that it needed hype and there was this huge kind of story when it first got announced that 18 studios had bid on the movie and there was kind of like this huge push for it but the thing is now that she's sold it for so much money, she has to make sure yeah, that she delivers the return on it. has yeah. to be there. Yeah, for exactly. sure. So there is still pressure there. And, you know, if you're serving, because I was reading about this and apparently when you're serving papers in America, it's like the person who is serving controls when those papers are served. So it's not like, oh, it had to be while she was on stage at this particular time announcing this film. That was a decision made. Oh, yeah. By Sudeikis's team. Yeah. You know, whether that's him, whether that's his legal team, we don't know. No one's really said anything at this point yet. But that's like a decision to do it while she's on stage. Wait till she's off stage. Exactly. Literally wait till she's in the green room or something and yeah. do it if you want while to. While she's you have traveling to do it that into day. the event or anything. Yeah. yeah. It's well, yeah, exactly. Because sources from CinemaCon have now come out and said that the security at this event is so tight, not just because it's got all these big name celebs there and stuff, but because they're showing movie trailers or they're giving information that might have to be kept confidential for many months. So it's like when you go into a secure movie screening and they often like take your phone and they zip it up or they, you know, check your bag. And like that happens here in Australia when we go to movie screenings. So I feel like this would have been even tighter. So apparently the person who served these documents had all of their bags checked and like everything that was with them checked and no one saw the envelope, but they also had all the right credentials for CinemaCon. So they had their COVID vax bracelet. They had a proper ID lanyard that lets Mm. them get into everywhere in the festival. So it wasn't something that was left to chance. Like, who gave them the accreditation? Who Mm. let them in there? Like, I don't want to make Jason Sudeikis a villain or his team, but it seems very pointed that someone went to great lengths to get this person accreditation to an industry event just so they could sit in the front row. And at the moment where she was hyping it up, at the moment where she was about to show the trailer, which was so buzzy because it, apparently it's got a lot of wild sex scenes with mm. Florence Pugh and Harry Styles, who she's now dating, which maybe also made the situation mm-hmm. worse. As she was about to say that, that's when the envelope got handed to her. Like, that can't be it a can't coincidence. It can't be by chance. It cannot be by chance. And so if that's the case, like, Jason Sudeikis, what the hell? Like, right? just be better. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. I just hate that so much. I just think that's so disgusting. And honestly, I would actually be shocked if he owns this because 
Like, there is no way you can spin oh, he can't, this. can't, yeah, walk away from no, this if you it cannot. comes out that he had actually done it. And I think before their breakup, you know how, like, in Hollywood breakups there's always, like, someone who's the villain, someone who's the hero, and he had weirdly come out of it as a hero yes. because they got together in, like, 2011 and they were together for a long time. They got engaged but never married and had two little kids, Otis and Daisy. And I think for a while there they were, like, one of those golden Hollywood couples who were so cute in interviews together, were so cute on my carpets, and there was a real shock when they broke up but when she was publicly photographed holding hands with Harry Styles when they just wrapped production on Don't Worry Darling it became this villain story that Olivia Wilde had abandoned her husband and her children to go make out with Harry Styles on a yacht with a man on a yacht (laughs) and that poor Jason Sudeikis who was leading up into Ted Lasso and the hype of that, which is obviously him as such like a good guy character. I think people confused his TV character with him and all of a sudden it was like Olivia Wilde was this harlot who had left Mm. Ted Lasso and abandoned her family. Not Ted Lasso. (laughs) I know, exactly. (laughs) Like people can't tell the difference because even like when they had all the award shows last year that were all done at home for COVID, like the Golden Globes and the Emmys and stuff, and he obviously walked away with so many awards and every time he flicked on his Zoom to accept an award, just sitting there looking really sad and everyone else had tuxes on and he just had like a hoodie. Yes, really playing into like sad, abandoned dad mode. Yeah, and so all of like the publicity was with him, even though apparently he's also dating someone, so he's probably fine. But it just makes me think what has kind of happened for him to risk his public standing and lose the public sympathy vote that he would go to such lengths to do this on such a public stage. That's the thing too. It's weird. But yeah, I'm interested to see what, you know, the next information is that comes out about this. Yeah, because at the time of recording, we should say that we're only getting all this information from sources who are in the room. But that's the thing. If you're going to do something like this in a room that's full of entertainment journalists and sources and people that both of these guys work with, the story's kind of going to get out a little bit. And Olivia's team, actually both their teams have been contacted, not by us, but (laughs) By multiple, I'll shoot her a DM after this, by multiple sources from like Deadline and Vulture and stuff and both their teams are staying quiet at the moment. So maybe they'll put out some sort of a statement, but I actually doubt it. I think they'll both kind of just ignore it Mm. and just not address it because it does involve legal papers and potentially the custody of their children. But I think Jason Sudeikis in particular has taken a big hit from this. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. And don't forget, if you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email to thespill at mamamia.com.au. Let us know if there's any subjects you'd like us to cover on the podcast. Or you can join our Facebook group. Just search The Spill on Facebook and make a request to join. This episode of The Spill was produced by myself, Laura Brodnick and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Movie. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Bye.